I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Mariella Meets. I'm Mariella Frostrup, and each week I'll be bringing you a selection of the best interviews from our favorite guests. Movers and shakers from the worlds of art and entertainment, politics, business, music, and wider society. To discuss everything from their latest endeavors to career highlights and early beginnings. Intimate, in-depth talk with pioneering talents and fascinating folk. Discussing the stuff that matters to them and how they scaled the slippery slopes of success. Richard Curtis is a celebrated director, screenwriter and philanthropist behind some of our very favourite films from Notting Hill to Love Actually and About Time and of course the brains behind Comic Relief and its offshoots and also The Vicar of Dibley, uh, Blackadder, you know, so just so much of, of our cultural sort of landscape defined by him. He's now turned his talents to pensions, yes, really, with his campaign group Make My Money Matter, highlighting the worrying lack of awareness among pension savers around where their money is being invested and encouraging people to think about making their pensions work for the planet. They've just launched a powerful new film revealing that 300 billion of UK pension money is invested in companies linked to deforestation. Babes? There's a delivery for you. Okay. Hiya. Are you Amber Khan? Yeah. I've got this delivery here for you. I'm um, sorry. What the heck? What's that? Uh, it's a deforester 5000. And yeah, no, no, I what? haven't ordered that. What is this? Yeah, for? Yeah. Why are you lowering yeah, it? Yeah. Can what, you just why stop? is that going down? Do you want to check the address? It says Amber Khan. Yeah, yeah, but yeah that I'm Amber Khan, like but. A misprint or something. That's I don't not even us. know what that is. I'm not really sure. All I know is from. Pension funds. Um, what are these? Fund. What are these? This is also part of your chainsaws order. for what? So there should be twelve chainsaws that you ordered as well. Yeah, my pension's not bringing me chainsaws. I can take those back. But I haven't got the time. I have got other deliveries. Okay. Thank you very much. This is ridiculous. And he's still bringing. Even... He's still bringing over stuff. Like, look. What? The, what? Why, what are we going to do? What did you order? I why didn't order they... this. I don't know. Why have you got Why is it from your pension? Hmm, perhaps not what you'd expect in a film about pensions. Um, I began by asking Richard Curtis why he wanted to share this message and why through comedy. Well, I would say in a funny way, comedy or clarity. 
you know, I think that people's initial instincts is that there's something a bit scary about their pensions or something a bit sort of stolid and overcomplicated. And there is a very simple fact here, which is that if your pension supports deforestation, so do you. Uh, you know, it's, it really is as simple as that. There are a million things. How do you change your pension? And, you know, is are you going to make more or less money? And how do pensions affect businesses and everything like that? But the basic fact is, if we become aware that we can make our money matter, that our pensions could be something we're proud of, not something, not a kind of dirty secret in what they do. So I'm just trying to make that very simple point that it's a shock to many of us that we could be supporting deforestation, cigarettes, fossil fuels, all that kind of stuff. What was your Damascene moment? Because an awful lot of people, I mean, you know, if you do pay pensions, it's because you've got a work scheme and it sort of forces you to. And it's not really something people tend to think about until they're approaching retirement age and they suddenly look in the pot and think, oh, not really enough in there. Um, so yeah. I, I, what I mean by that is, just, you know, it's not something that we generally take much interest in or have much of a vested interest in until perhaps some might say it's too late. Well, look, oddly enough, in my 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 moment was actually a TED talk. Uh, I was, I watched happen to uh, come upon a TED talk by someone called Dr. Bronwyn King, Australian cancer doctor. Um, And she had her first meeting with her financial advisor when she was like 34 and said, where's my money? And she found out that three of the top things she was invested in were cigarette companies. So that actually she was, probably killing more people each day than she was saving by working every hour of her life on this issue. And I suddenly thought, oh, my God, my money's at work. You know, I think most of us think, you know, our pension's just sitting there and magically like in Gringotts Bank. Uh, uh, But it's not. It's being invested all the time. And there's a choice as to what kind of things it can be invested in. And then you look at the figures and they're so startling. I mean, the UK pension fund is 3.1 trillion. You know, Marielle, I've given my life to raising 1.5 billion for comic relief. And yet here's this massive amount of money which could be invested in all the good businesses that are trying to work, do the right thing with climate and gender and diversity and, you know, supply chains. And actually that money of mine could be working every day for the things I believe in. It's interesting because when you talk about pensions, you know, I wonder if the people uh, that need to be targeted the most aren't financial advisors. Because uh, just in my own experience, having sort of said, well, I don't really want to be attached to anything, you know, dodgy or cigarette-like or planet-destroying, you know, in the last couple of years, uh, you know, they sort of go, well, you know, if you want to go that route, <laughs> you probably won't make as much money and you won't, you know, have as much to retire on and you won't... You know, and there is this sense, um, which actually I think is probably quite erroneous now, that um, that those new industries, as it were, new energy, all of those things aren't the way that are, are a risky business. Uh, when actually, if you think about the way society is changing and our attitudes are changing and our ethos is changing, uh, a lot of those companies that they're sort of frowning at would seem to be much more sensible routes for investment. Well, absolutely right. I mean, by the way, Financial advisors, yes. And I've been on a great journey with my financial advisor who started not knowing anything about it and is now kind of a respected expert. So it's all of us moving. You know, I thought this was going to be an adversarial thing where we'd say, you, you know, wicked pension schemes, 
us, uh, you know, passionate campaigners, but it turned out they're really thinking about it. They're changing their systems. And as you say, if you look at something like renewable energy, you know, maybe 15 years ago, it was a risky business. Now it's absolutely central to the development of all our energy needs. Um, so yeah, financial advice is hugely important. I mean, there is a big thing here, which is young people, by the way, because they, when you join a firm, you have to take out a pension. You know, that's actually the law in the UK. And at that very moment, you have the ability to say, our scheme, the thing that the company is allowing us to do, has got to be carbon, aiming for carbon neutral, against deforestation, everything like that. But, you know, it is an interesting moment where it used to be, as it were, my dad told me when I was 25, get yourself a pension. And now it's the 25-year-olds telling their dads and mums, have you checked your pension? You know, are you sure that you're not actually completely contradicting all the things that we, you know, discuss and are committed to? So what are the things, if we delved into, those of us who have pensions, if we delved into our pension pot, what are the things that you think we'd be most horrified by? Well, I mean, I, we are looking at, de, you know, deforestations, my focus, as it were, this month, which is why we've made that film. Uh, and, um, you know, if def investment in deforestation, deforestation will be the third biggest damager to the battle against carbon in the world after the USA and China. So, you know, deforestation is a huge one. Um, and, but there are other things, you know, like particularly like fossil fuels, like cigarettes, like pornography, like gambling, all these things which we would, you know, want to be curbed. Your money, you know, while you sleep at night, your money's sneaking out from under the duvet uh, and going hanging out um, with the people who are doing the wrong things. Whereas it could be improving the world, you know, investing in green cement and renewable energy and affordable housing and affordable healthcare. And so it's like a real, it's not just a negative thing. It's a hugely positive thing. A lot of uh, those things you mentioned, though, don't come flagged up as what they are. I mean, obviously, if you see Philip Morris on your on your on on your pension investments, you'll know that you're sticking money into into the cigarette business. Yeah. But you know, deforestation is a very general thing, and it happens in many, many, many different ways. So, how yeah. do people identify if they are putting uh, money uh, into industries that that are creating more deforestation? Well, you know, this is where it's an interesting partnership, Mariella, because I don't expect people, and it's quite hard, even though it's becoming easier, to kind of, as it were, look down and understand the list of things that they're invested in. But your pension fund really does. You know, and therefore, if your pension fund, which is what we're asking for, is committed to getting deforestation out of its portfolio by 2025, they're going to really be rigorous about it. They'll do that job. They'll be the ones that are. And also, they're actually really good with arguing with companies about their policies. So they actually go to AGMs and say there is no need for you to do this. So why don't you change your methods in order to make sure that you don't support deforestation companies or that if you are a company that's doing that, you change your ways. Otherwise, we're going to remove the money that we're investing in you. So it's one of those things where it's like a partnership between us putting on pressure, asking for things to be changed, 
just making a choice to go for a sustainable pension. And then the pension companies making those commitments and campaigning themselves, you know, and then, you know, either government also demanding that the pension funds take into consideration, as it were, the stakeholders of the world rather than just the shareholders. Is it more difficult at the moment? It may have escaped your notice, as I know you've been in California, in Los Angeles for the last almost year. Um, but we are going through an extremely difficult uh, financial period here in the UK. Cost of living crisis uh, revealed today that, you know, four in 10 families are not putting as much food on their tables as 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 they were before and can't afford uh, food. And so, you know, none of those things that, that you'll be unaware of because Comic Relief and Charity Projects, you know, the company that supports it, have obviously put an awful lot of money back in, in into the UK in terms of uh, people living in deprivation. But isn't it a difficult time to be talking to people about their pensions? Because anything that means they're going to end up with less is a worry. Right. Now, this and- is the absolutely key point that that is no longer the case. Yeah, I wouldn't have started this campaign, which has been going for about three years, Make My Money Matter. I spoke to so many people, as it were, almost on the wrong side of the line, you know, very determined capitalists, and said, where does it stand now? And about four years ago, there was a big statement by the head of BlackRock, I think, saying the why not moment has arrived. In other words, we are no longer to able to say that, as it were, the sustainable thing is high risk and are going to make you less. And in fact, in the last few years, these investments have made more in many cases. So it is not a choice. It's not morals versus money and value versus values. Uh, and I think it would be hard to base a really big popular campaign on that because people absolutely have to take care of their own finances. But in this case, one, you take care of your own finances, the um, rewards will be as good. And when you inherit your pension, it won't be in a world that's, you know, on fire. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Richard, you know, this is clearly, uh, in, in terms of make my money uh, matter, this is clearly a, a sort of proactive way that people can approach the sense uh, of, of of just not being able individually to, to change anything and, and this sense of sort of pervading doom that I think a lot of people are carrying on their shoulders at the moment. And, and we've seen the climate crisis, you know, appear incredibly um, scarily in, in lots of different forms of, of culture, you know, 
know, apocalyptic TV series and then films like Don't Look Up. And do you think that those apocalyptic warnings are helpful or do you think that, you know, handing people an instrument with which they can make progress individually uh, is much more important? Well, look, we don't need the apocalyptic uh, fiction because we've been living through, you know, so many fires and climate changes and changes of temperature and floods and everything like that. Honestly, the world is proving its own point now. Um, not that there's anything wrong with making those films and highlighting it. Um, I, I just think that it's really important not to be demoralised by those observations because there are so many things that people can do, you know, in terms of changing your energy provider, giving up as, you know, as much flying as you did, going vegan, having a meatless Monday and everything. I mean, the reason I'm obsessed by pensions is we did a bit of research which said that, in fact, changing your pension is 21 times more powerful than giving up flying, changing energy provider and giving up eating meat. In fact, you know, that it is the biggest single thing that you can do. I think that there's a massive argument that people should do all those other things. Uh, but this is one decisive act. And, you know, the, the nature of capitalism has been to exploit the planet. And that is, has to radically change. And we have to help fund that radical change. The other thing about you is that once you've campaigned on one thing and you think you may be, you know, you've talked about the 1.5 billion or whatever raised by Comic Relief, but then next thing, there's there's another, there's the sustainable goals, there's the make my money matter. There's What is it that continues to drive you? And why is it that for a person who is so incredibly, I mean, political with a small P, I guess, but, you know, driven by such a desire to change the world, your, your, your own films aren't political films. Do you think it's very important to keep those two things separate? Well, actually, I did make a couple of political films. I made a film called The Girl in the Cafe, which was about um, a, a romance at a G8 negotiation. Um, yeah, look, I, I, you know, I have various different skills. I mean, oddly enough, you asked, like, what keeps me going here? And it... You know, in lockdown, I spent a lot of time with my pretty adult kids. And whereas, you know, when I was young, I can't imagine we would have talked about, you know, the Beatles um, and going to London. We really did talk a lot about race, gender and climate. It's in the DNA of a new generation. And in fact, I'm just following my kids' lead in the new things that I'm focusing on. I never used to worry about climate change, but I worry about it a lot now because they're, as it were, on the streets marching about it. You know, the world changes. And as it changes, Marielle, I think what happens is new opportunities for doing the right thing come up. As it were, actually on pensions 20 years ago, you would have taken a hit if you'd said, I want a sustainable pension. Now you actually stand to make a profit. So when new opportunities arise, that's, you know, inspires someone like me to say, well, let's leap on this possibility. Uh, new opportunities arrive, old ones close down as well. Interestingly, I was talking to David Williams yesterday, um, uh, and one of the things we talked about was his raising that extraordinary 
astonishing, I think, million pounds, wasn't it, for, for, for swimming the channel. And he was sort of talking about the fact that now there's a lot of controversy about the sort of white saviour uh, roles and perhaps it would be not encouraged, but that ultimately he raised a million pounds and that is an extraordinary amount of money that can be put to incredible good use. As you'll know, you know, that there was a, a big sort of pushback against the sort of films that obviously Comic Relief have made for 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 decades, um, you know, sending people like the likes of me and others out to Africa to to kind of report back on what they were seeing there. How do you feel about the way that's changed? Because no one would want to turn down the million pounds that David Williams raised. And it seems in a way perfectly justifiable, dare I say. Well, no, I mean, I've always thought, and by the way, everything changes. There are things in, you know, I was talking to Helen Fielding about Bridget Jones the other day, and there are things in that film that would not go down well. And certainly in Love Actually, there are things that I would now change and the kind of lack of diversity in the casting of my movies. So, you know, literally the world changes and people's attitude to the things that they see change. Uh, and Comic Relief now just has to find really interesting new ways of convincing and talking to people about the need without reinforcing stereotypes that for some reason or other Africa, which is in many cases a hugely thriving nation. The danger is that you, as it were, every time you portray it on a hugely popular show like Comic Relief, you're saying everything's bad and that's not true. So you know, it's a it's a shift in the way people see things and it's an opportunity to tell new stories like this pension story that we're telling, as it were. I, I don't well, feel that- at all offended by people saying that what one does in the past would no longer be right. Uh, that's right. That's what that's why society and culture changes. So have you, as a film uh, a director and writer, uh, had to change I don't know, the subject matter of your films, that the people you focus on in them, and is that a, a sensible way forward? Well, yeah, because my mind has changed, uh, as it were. So I would no longer say, you know, that it, it's, it's funny to... You know, there are, there are a lot of jokes about, you know, weight in Notting Hill. People are teasing Martine for being overweight, which she's not as it were, I definitely wouldn't do that now because I don't think that's funny any longer. You know, so your 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 idea of things changed. And I would have thought, you know, talking about climate as we are now, I would have thought, oh my God, I'm really sort of in sandals and an extremist and the kind of person who eats lentils. Well, one, I eat lentils now. And two, all of us, all of us have really got to worry about the climate. You know, things I, change and your behaviour changes and your ways of communicating things change. It, does it make it harder to be funny? Um, do you know, I think what makes it harder to be funny is me getting a bit older. I have noticed that I kind of, when I start writing, I now start from an emotional perspective. I think, how's this person's life? Whereas I used to say is, how is this person funny? So I think that is a, sh- a shift. Um, so I'm, I'm uh, you know, relying on the 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds to make me laugh rather than relying on me and Ben Elton.
So just tell me then, finally, um, what are the biggest lifestyle changes that you've made? I'm not counting going to America for a year among them, but you know, you're clearly increasingly passionate about the the the, the damage that we're doing uh, the planet, as inspired by your children, perhaps partly, but but not necessarily yeah. fully. So 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 what what are the changes you've made? Because one of the things I suppose that you know people do push back against is the idea of um, privileged people like you and I uh, telling them what to do when lots and lots of us don't walk the walk. We just talk the talk. Um, I mean, that's so, you know, true and fair. Uh, I would just say that, you know, as humans on the planet, we can all see the direction of travel. Um, and none of us will behave perfectly, but all of us can do something. Uh, and, you know, on this particular campaign, I wouldn't have started this campaign if I hadn't changed my pension and actually changed my bank as well, because banks, it's the same story. Your money can be, you know, doing the wrong things well, as it were. It's, it's uh, you know, sitting there in the vault. Uh, I mean, you know, it is, a, a, it's a luxury to be able to fly, but a luxury I choose to do less. I've got a feeling if I'd come here before, I would have been backwards and forwards to the UK, whereas I just came back for Red Nose Day, you know, and I'm looking at all the packaging and recycling things. But the point is, these things aren't token, because as it were, if you stop buying something that is packaged in an unsustainable way, and millions of people do it, that business is not going to thrive and they're going to start repackaging in a different way. So, you know, I, I, I would say I'm very aware of how tough life is for many people, but life for all of us is going to be much tougher in 15 years' time if we don't crack climate and there are specific things that we can do about it right now. And if people have been inspired by you talking today and why on earth wouldn't they be... Um, me particularly, how do I go and change my pension entirely and make sure that it's not going to the wrong places? I mean, is there, are there particular companies now that, that are specializing in that area, for example? Well, I mean, many of the pension companies have. We, as it were, if there's three trillion in, one trillion have now committed to the net zero commitment. So I think the first thing you start with, if you have a financial advisor, great, let them do it. But most of us don't. Most of us work for a company, go to the company, ask where the pension is, gather a few people around. You know, that's the point of a financial officer at a company. He knows where the money is and he can change it. And if he feels that everyone on the staff wants it changed or even a small proportion do, they can. And then, you know, the old thing of writing to your pension and asking where your money is, and saying, have you got a sustainable thing and can I shift to it? You know, all, all of these things in life are scary, but all of them now, there are systems and pathways to change. It would be quite good if there was a sort of list that people could easily scan and see who's doing well and who isn't. And, you know, that is going to become more and more clear. I mean, that is not a service that Make My Money Matter offers but if you go to our website there is a lot of advice on stuff that you can do and i think what's going to happen which is going to be great is the pension schemes are going to start advertising it they're going to start boasting about it you're going to become clear it'll be a thing that actually makes consumers like us make choices (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to Mariella Meets with me, Mariella Frostrup. There'll be more from the podcast next week, so make sure to download the free Times Radio app to never miss an episode. And don't forget, you can catch the live edition of my program every Monday to Thursday, 1 till 4 on Times Radio. Catch you next time.